Hi, I'm Peter Hostrasser, and I'm here with my son, Hank Hostrasser. And we're going to talk about what? Cars. Father-son car chats. Podcast starts now. Welcome to this episode of... Father-son car chats. You got that down this time. Yeah. Good, good. All right, today we are working on a Toyota Supra... What edition? Uh, the fourth generation, which is the most popular. Yes, yes. This is an interesting car because it's been around all different things, right? So it's been like a Celica or Celica Supra and different things like that. So this generation that you're talking about came out when? Uh, I believe it was uh, earlier 90s. Earlier 90s. And this was highlighted on that cool movie everybody likes. Uh, the Fast and the Furious yes. was kind of how it got popular. Uh-huh. I see. Here Half it is. It. So, 93 yeah. to 2002. They don't make this car anymore, but you said they're bringing this car back. Yes. In 2019, Toyota is coming out with the Mark V Supra. And it's... Would that be considered the fifth generation? Yeah, technically. So they've taken 16, 17 years off. Have you read about that car? I know where, oh, what we're looking at here. There's some different concept cars, but what, uh, well, let's go back then to the fourth generation. What is it that you like about that other than, was it Vin Diesel? Is he the one driving that thing? I don't even remember. I don't even know either. Um, the car is just so, I guess, I don't know the right word, but the engine, the, uh, 2JZ, mm-hmm. um, it's an inline six engine and they made it so strong. It was almost like they meant to make it so it could be tuned and upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, on the stock engine with a, uh, with turbos, it can withstand over a thousand horsepower. There's a lot of noises going on in this podcast today. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was a dishwasher. But, That's what happens in a live podcast. But yeah. So they made this engine for basically other people to kind of tinker with it? Is that fair? I guess you could say that, yeah. It just can withstand so much power uh, and not blow up like a normal engine would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, do you think they kind of knew that people were going to yeah, I Fiddle guess. around it's, with it. And... I mean, it's a Toyota, so, and it's a sports car. And at that time, that's what people did mm-hmm. uh, to cars. What's the uh, uh, highest amount? Of, what is the horsepower that you were talking about? Over a 1,000. Uh, a lot of times, you'll see 1,000 horsepower, 1,300 horsepower Supras on Yikes. the stock engines. Wow. Uh, what do they crazy. do to do that? What do they put on the thing to make it the uh, boost horsepower? Just huge twin turbos or superchargers making 30 pounds of boost sometimes um and then obviously just other engine upgrades smaller stuff and then weight reduction and all that but it's always been a personal dream car of mine and i think anyone who's really into cars it's just such an amazing car people do such amazing things with it uh it looks good is this a front wheel drive car no, rear it's wheel a rear wheel. Is that that's kind of odd for a Toyota, right? Because most of their cars are front wheel drive, other than like maybe the MR2. 
Yeah, at that time... It was a mid-engine car, though. At that time, most um, most sports cars uh, were rear-wheel drive. Um, it's kind of like today you see the Nissan 370Z and the Subaru BRZ and Toyota mm-hmm. 86. Those are all rear-wheel drive sports cars. And the same was back in the 90s. People were making the RX-7 and the uh, R32 and the Supra. Mm-hmm. And the uh, all the other sports cars were rear-wheel drive. You and didn't they, see many front-wheel they drive. They really rounded this thing off because if you go back into the 90s, and I remember in college a couple of people had the early, early edition ones that were pretty much blocky, you know, yeah. mid-80s. Um, and then they rounded it off, which is basically something they did in the 90s, right? They took out mid-90s. They took a lot of the flip-up lights out. Yeah, and... Uh, they, people always say the third generation Supra is the forgotten Supra. Uh, it still has a great engine in it. It's still a great car, but I think it's just kind of living in the shadow of the fourth generation, which is really the Supra that you think of when someone says Supra. Right. Um, I always I like the third generations. I think they look great, especially with the flip ups. And the, the I always thought like the fourth generation looks like the Celica, right? Didn't they make a Celica that was rounded yeah. off like that? It, it does was... look like the Celica. Uh, it's, I guess you could say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot like a rear-wheel drive, way more powerful Celica. Um, well, I was always interested in the front-wheel drive cars that had the wing on the back. How did that even make sense? I know this is a <laughs> rear-wheel drive, and the one like we're yeah. looking at here is... You can argue that... In a corner, it might keep the rear tires planted better, but it's kind of useless. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a lot just for show. I mean, if you're making a sports car, even if it is front-wheel drive, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the sportier trims, you do probably want to have a wing or at least some small spoiler. So what's the craziest thing you've seen on this car? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. People, obviously people V8 swap these as any uh, 90s Japanese car, you'll see V8 swaps, but... Is that usually a smaller V8, or is that like a regular? I mean, so what's what size are we talking on that? Is there a lot of room in there? Because it looks yeah. like it's got a bigger hood, a kind of a bigger area well, yeah, up front. yeah, and it's an inline six, so it's it's longer. Yeah. Right. So, and that's why tuners love it so much, is there's so much space on the side for turbos and other things. Right. Um, but yeah, people put, I mean, a lot of people do uh, Chevy small block or Chevy big block swaps. Interesting. Um, LS engines. Uh, do you have to tra- uh, change a whole transmission for that too? Yeah, definitely. Um, or just have yours like completely mashed up, I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of people just leave the stock engine in. I mean, when you engine swap a car, it's usually because you want more power. But mm-hmm. this can handle so much power. Yeah, they said the engine um, you were... T- and, yeah, a lot of times you'll see Supras with, like, almost no body modifications. Just, hmm. like, almost drag slicks on the rear. And then just a giant twin turbo kit under the hood. So besides street racing, have you seen this anywhere else? Does it do any, like, Baja racing or anything like that? Or uh, Obviously people do that. I yeah. mean, they're very expensive these days, though. Uh They've shot up in price in the past couple of years. Why is that? Um, I just think people have realized how valuable the engine is and how rare the uh, twin turbo models are, the mm. uh, stock twin turbo ones. Right. And there's a lot of automatic, naturally aspirated ones going around. They're still just as good, but 
I think people are realizing that a lot of people modified um, them, especially mm-hmm. in the 90s. Um, and the style has definitely changed. A lot of them end up uh, scrapped. So it's just becoming rare, more rare and rare mm-hmm. uh, to uh, find a stock twin turbo. Um, yeah, that and it's just all 90s Japanese cars are going up in price. Like an MR2 you used to be able to get for two grand in good condition, and now it's more like five or six. Yeah. Yeah, so... Highly sought after. That's a supply and demand thing, right? Yeah, definitely. So the demand goes up. I so think does the Toyota price. realized that. That's why they're making the fifth generation. Yeah. Like people want the super again. Right. Because right. I mean, it kind of lost demand. Uh, there weren't many sports cars in the mid two thousands. Right. Uh, yeah. Not many survived. I mean, the Mustang made it through. Mm-hmm. And a couple other cars, but not really any Japanese cars. You don't see Japanese cars from that time, except for the Nissan three seven or the three fifty. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. All right, so one of our great listeners out there, uh, shout out to Dan. Thank you. Um, have uh, kind of gave us the new idea of a new rating system. Yeah. So we are dropped the zero to ten, and we're going to zero to sixty. Yep. So like Motorhead, I like yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we're gonna rate this car, and you already said you hinted towards the fact that it's one of your favorite cars. Yeah. Um, out there so obviously rated zero to 60 sounds so cool I sound like you know I have a checkered flag in my hand when yeah. I say that so zero to 60 60 being the best ever how would you rate that the Nissan Supra no, Nissan. Nissan I just Toyota. think of Nissan yeah. uh, Toyota Supra <laughs> sorry so it's a uh, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday but uh, <laughs> The Toyota Supra, fourth generation, what, how would you rate it, zero to 60? These ratings are so hard. I know. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to give it, oh, gosh. See, I don't want to give it a 60, because mm-hmm. then that's like my favorite car ever, and it's not my favorite car ever. Okay. But I still want to give it a 60, just because it's a Mark IV Supra. And it's amazing. And I'll give it a, I'll give it a 59 and a half. 59 and a half. That's a lot. That's fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a nice car. I mean, 59.5. It just has so much potential. You can mm-hmm. do so much, so much with it. People have done everything with it. I mean, they're drag cars. They're tuner cars. They're, mm-hmm. People keep them stock. I've seen a 70-year-old lady driving a stock Super before. It's just... Was she going fast? <laughs> no, it was around the uh, it was around eight corners. Oh, I but, see. Uh, well, still. hopefully she kept it in good condition, and she yeah. has a grandson or granddaughter somewhere who can tinker around with I it. I wish, I wish, uh, <laughs> I wish my grandma had a Supra. Oh, well, she's probably listening, so maybe, <laughs> maybe for your birthday. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, that'll wrap it up for this one. The fourth generation Toyota Supra. Uh, Hank rates it a 59.5, which is very high on a 0 to 60 scale. Uh, Until next time on Father-Son Car Chats. We'll talk to you guys later. Keep on racing.